Welcome to The Legend of Things. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Legend of Things podcast with just me today, Jonathan, because Sean is still in Italy. So this will be the first of two episodes where it's a solo issue for myself. Uh, and today will be a little bit short as I'm a little bit busy preparing for other things like BlizzCon and such this week. However, there was a very interesting PlayStation Worlds conference up in Paris a few days ago, and I thought that would be a good thing to talk about. So, I've gathered together a list of my most intriguing videos and surprise games that have come from that conference. In case you don't want to watch two hours-ish of the press conference, you can just give a brief listen here, find stuff that you might find intriguing that you might not have heard before, and then give it a go. Search for it on YouTube, find that video, etc., etc. So the most surprising thing for me this year from the PlayStation convention was that they are really focusing on VR titles, which is good because I have the PlayStation VR, I'm actually a big fan of it, and I believe they said that they were coming out with a new, I'm sorry, 11 new VR titles this year, and that should be pretty interesting because they were able to show off a good chunk of them during the pre-show show, and a lot of them looked really interesting. Uh, so I'm going to talk about those a little bit first. The first one is already a game that's on Steam. I think it's in Early Access, but I can't confirm that because I haven't actually tried it. It's called Stifled, and this is very similar to um, Perception. If you remember me talking about that a while back, it's where you played as a blind girl and you saw the world by tapping your cane on the ground and creating sound waves, and those sound waves would wash over the objects around you, allowing you to see. You'd hear that from your footsteps, from your character speaking, from tapping canes, or from ghosts knocking over spooky objects. Unfortunately, when that game came out, I was really disappointed with it, and ended up returning it. However, Stifled seems to take this a bit further. And back at the same time. It's interesting. Uh, it's completely pitch black, but when you do create sound through, we'll just say voice at this point... Uh, whenever any sound comes out, it's a wave of just white, so everything is a stark black and white contrast. Uh, your goal is to find your way by making noise so that you can actually see stuff, but not alert nearby monsters that want to come and eat your face so you can escape whatever hellhole you happen to be in. Whenever a monster gets near you, the white from your vision becomes a little bit more red, so the closer and closer it gets, the more deep blood red that your vision becomes. So that's kind of an interesting way that they can throw out uh, monster closeness and how you need to hide and that kind of thing. Secondly, a very interesting component of it is that it, when you're in the VR rig, it picks up your voice and your voice actually creates sound. So the more that you are speaking or whispering, that is a legitimate way that you can try to see the world around you. And if you scream, then you're kind of screwed, I would imagine. Because then you're probably going to get eaten, because that's a loud noise. So that seemed like a pretty clever use of the VR system. Uh, there was another interesting game called Concrete Genie. It was a very dystopian, kind of urban environment game, where you play as this, this little kid that really likes to draw. I'd highly suggest watching this video on YouTube, because it is quite good. Uh, you're just a kid with a big paintbrush on his back, and you walk around this bleak and dreary city, and your goal is to take paint and paint a variety of creatures and objects along the desolate walls of the city in order to bring color and life to them. And by bringing 
these objects to life, you're able to create specific monsters of your choosing, and they actually animate along the walls after you paint them. So you could create this weird furry forearm monster that creates electricity that just sparks out of its back, and once you've completed it, it'll actually start dancing and interacting on that wall and be able to sort of look to your character, wave to him, wink, say hi, that kind of stuff. And this is very bright and flowery, but it is counterpointed almost immediately by this group of bullies that just show up and start pretty much beating the kid mercilessly. So it's a very um, despondent and lonely feel of a game where this kid's only, only respite... I like to say respite. This kid's only chance for solace is through the creations that he paints on these walls. And you use the gameplay, obviously we haven't talked about yet, how you use those creatures is by solving puzzles. So if you create a creature that has an electrical field around it, it can actually power a switch that might be nearby to open up the next gate to the next room. So it's quite interesting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's good. Once again, called Concrete Genie. There's another very strange VR game called Sprint Vector. And this game was highly unusual because it is a super fast-paced racing game, whereas your characters are literally sprinting around, climbing like parkour mountains and climbing over highways and bridges and super quick. It's crazy fast, crazy colorful, and it's just in your face at all times. The crazier part about that is that it's on the VR which is distinctly known for making a lot of players nauseous while playing, and I could easily see how this could completely devastate their player base, because it was all over the place, super frantic, super colorful, and the, the developers stated that they really wanted to make sure that this game didn't make people vomit, and so that was their primary focus of the game, and just to make things a little bit more complicated, the way that you run is actually by holding the VR motion controls, which, if you've seen them, they look like wands. They used them for, um, I believe it was the PlayStation 3? The, like, the Let's Dance games and things like that. The same motion controls that you use for current VR systems are those. And by moving your character, you do that by actually doing a running motion with the two wands in your hands. So it's going to create a lot of interesting tension, I think. And a lot of uh, confusion between the mind, eyes, and the body as you're attempting to run in place while you're going super speed on the screen and probably while your VR goggles are actually bouncing up and down pretty frantically. Because those things are not terribly stable. And uh, if I have a feeling that when I try it out, I'm going to be moving my hands so quick that I'm going to start like jogging in place and then my VR rig is going to pop off my head and break on the floor. But that's just an assumption. But that is one to look out for. Um, another interesting one is Transference. We talked about this a while ago. It is the VR horror-ish, psychological thriller-ish game that stars Elijah Wood. Uh, they didn't really have a new preview, any new trailers, anything like that. They just sort of showed it off again and said, Hey, don't forget about us. We're still here. So that is still one to look forward to. Another interesting VR title is Blood and Truth. This is a very strange name for a game because it looks like Goldeneye for N64, but you're running around in a VR headset controlling guns, shooting people, all sorts of fun things like that. It's by, I think it was London Studio? And so immediately the people that would um, be watching this trailer are expecting 
it to be related to the London Heist, which was part of the VR Worlds demo disc that came with the PlayStation 4 VR. But it's a uh, very gritty-ish action shooter in which you're running around in VR doing some time slowdown. It looked a little bit like um, Super Hot, where you can actually slow down time. Maybe it's a Max Payne bullet time kind of thing. I'm not quite sure what it is yet. But having that first-person VR shooter is quite fun. Uh, based on how much fun I had with Resident Evil and the VR shooters that I've played since, like uh, Farpoint, fantastic. A couple other ones were very intriguing. I'm really looking forward to this, because Blood and Truth, as weird as that name is, it's something that I think has a lot of promise. So I'm looking forward to playing that. But speaking of uh, Resident Evil 7, again, they're coming out with DLC. I believe they launched DLC the same day as uh, the conference began. So that's exciting. I think that one's Not a Hero, I believe is what it's called, with Chris Redfield. And they announced... I don't know if that's their final DLC pack, but it is another DLC pack that is coming out in December. I think it's 12-12. And that will be the Fate of Zoe, I believe it is. Should you have played the game, there's a character named Zoe. Surprise! But I'm looking forward to both of those. I really want to uh, just grab the whole bundle when they go on sale and just run through all the DLC for, for Resident Evil 7 VR, because it was it was a great VR title. But we've talked about that endlessly. Now, there were some things that were pretty standard coming into um, the PlayStation conference, things that you would expect, like the new Monster Hunter World still looks phenomenal. The, the new trailer made it look even prettier and even more fun. Don't know how they pulled that off, but that was to be expected. Uh, the Last of Us 2 got a gritty final trailer, which was really, um... It was intense. It was a... Yeah, we'll just leave it at intense. There's a lot of violence that was unexpected and sort of made me cringe a little bit, but it wasn't anything excessive for, you know, video games, movies, media, that kind of thing. It's really kind of par for the course, especially when you look at things like The Walking Dead. But the uh, trailer looked interesting. It didn't really... I'm pretty sure they're just trying not to spoil much from the story at this point. And they did a good job of that because I don't know what's going on. Uh, new God of War still looks neat. There's not really much else to say about it. Shadows of the Colossus HD remake. They just call it Shadows of the Colossus Sans HD and remake. Looks beautiful, like really, really nice. So I'm looking forward to playing through that again. Now there were two other games that caught me sort of by surprise. Uh, one was expected, one was completely unexpected. So we'll go with the expected one first, let's say. And that was the latest trailer for Detroit Beyond Human. You may remember us talking about Detroit Beyond Human before. That is because I am a huge fan of this game because I love games like Heavy Rain where it's a... I hate the quick time focus, but I love the way that they attempt to tell a story. And their narrative structure is always very interesting to me. So I'm looking forward to this one particularly because this latest trailer follows a completely new character in almost a new vignette. Uh, you follow a character named Kara, and she is a maid in this house with this grumpy adult and his kid, and there's clearly something off the first time you get there. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because the way that it's shot and directed is phenomenal, and I'd highly suggest going to watch this. Just the latest Detroit Beyond Human trailer, 
You can search that, find it, watch it. It's excellent. It's really, really good. And it makes me wonder, seriously, about the game's story and structure. Because the storyline itself seems completely disparate to the previous trailer that we got that followed almost like, a, I think it was an FBI android, and his interactions with a guy in a hostage situation. Uh, this one follows a, a completely different scenario, and it makes me wonder if each of these scenarios are actually going to be individual vignettes that are going to be maybe loosely tied together, or whether or not it's just going to drop us into this world of Detroit and allow us to see interactions between humans and androids in a variety of different scenarios and setups, and let us interact by ourselves through those scenes and see what kind of narratives we can create through that, and how that might change our opinions on a variety of topics. Some of my more favorite topics, like, what does it mean to be a human? So, I am I really suggest watching that trailer. I'll just say that again, because I'm super amped on Detroit still. Beyond human, of course. Uh, the final trailer that was totally unexpected to me was from a studio, Sucker Punch, which you may know from um, the Infamous series, Infamous, Second Son, all those ones. That was all created by Sucker Punch, and they have created this new game called Ghost of Tsushima. And this follows a lone samurai uh, around, I believe it's 1274, during the Mongol invasions of Japan on this island of Tsushima. And the... Oh, the trailer itself is phenomenal. Highly suggest watching that as well. These are the two standouts for me so far from this conference. Well, not so far. Completely from this conference. Those two are top tier. And while the video itself doesn't show much of the gameplay, it just shows a lot of story and... Um, it's almost like a training montage, we'll say. But highly suggest watching that. The gameplay itself is supposed to be an open-world stealth samurai game. So it's going to be an open-world game set in feudal Japan where you are actually stealthing around, doing a variety of activities, and taking out Mongol invaders. I'm not sure how they're going to pull that off, if they can do it well enough to bridge that gap that there seems to be within the population of gamers right now where open-world games are not really trusted. They're just seen as sort of a generic and road at this point. So I, I hope that they can really jump out of the Assassin's Creed formula, where it's just, hey, there's all these different markers on the map. Oh, even Far Cry. The new Far Cry, they showed a multi multiplayer demo, and it really disconcerted me, just because they kept throwing all these markers on the map. It's like, oh yeah, go here. Jesse needs a, you know, repair a tire. That was a terrible example, but you get my point. It just overwhelms you. It takes this open world and says, okay, this is an open world. Now these are the only points of interest. Go investigate the points of interest that we put for you in this open world. And we're going to mark them all on your map. And that is really an issue, for me at least. I haven't been able to play the new Assassin's Creed yet, but I hear it's wonderful. That's really all I can say. I hope that they broke that open world kind of curse that's been on it for some time. Maybe a stigma. Stigma's more appropriate. But, yeah, I'm really excited for Ghost of Tsushima as well. Um, I'm I'm not sure what to expect, but, man, that video is pretty. So, if you've taken anything away from here today, watch some of those trailers. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Detroit Beyond Human, very, very interesting. If you want to get to some of the more crazy stuff, go check out Blood and Truth, 
Sprint Vector, Transference, the Monster Hunter World. What else? What else? Shadows of the Colossus. And Concrete Genie. I highly suggest watching Concrete Genie as well. Because that trailer is very intriguing. It was not what I was expecting, and it was and it was very interesting. Let's put it that way. So yeah, that's all that we're going to have today. Uh, for next week, I may be doing a small bit about difficulty in games. I'm not sure exactly if that's what I'm going to do, but that's my, that's my want at this point. I want to explore how games use difficulty as a crutch and how some games use it as an amplification of the game's mechanics, even incorporate it into game mechanics themselves, and how it either enriches the gaming experience or detracts from it. That is my plan at this time. Uh, drop us a line at the website, you know, the email address, all that fun stuff, legendthings.com. And yeah, let me know if difficulty in game sounds like an interesting topic to you. But until next week, y'all have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things. Things.